Well, hello, 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 and welcome to episode number two of That's a Good Cup of Coffee, the podcast with your hosts, myself, Joey Drex, and to my right, the wonderful Rosalie Sheehan. Welcome, Rosalie. Hello, Joey, and hello, everybody. Yes, we are so lucky to be here together like this and share some time with our audience. Um, before I get into today's uh, topic, I just want to thank everyone who listened last week on episode number one. Um, some comments I've received from people I know and people I don't know, all very supportive um, great, great feedback. So yeah. I just want to say thank you so much, Rosalie. I'm sure you were, uh, uh, not surprised because you said from the get go that this is going to, um, this is needed and, uh, this is gonna, this is gonna go to the right people at the right times. Definitely. I wasn't surprised because number one, you're a rock star. Number two, you have the voice for it. Number three, this is very much needed. Um, we're going to start difficult conversations that need to be had and this is necessary and it's going to help lots of people. It's going to be very healing and helpful. Healing and helpful. Yeah. So we have a lot of, um, important topics to cover in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, Rosalie is a mental health professional. Um, she's helped me personally a lot with my ADHD, uh, to understand how my mind works, what I can do to uh, help myself in in times where my brain just gets lost in confusion. But that's a that's really you know we need a whole episode to talk about the ADHD mind. But you know before we get there, we have to go here. And and today is a really special day in my life and my family's life. And um, it was your idea to uh, record episode number two and release it on Lou Gehrig's day, um, also known as ALS Day. And um, not only are we going to release it, but we're taping it right now on June 2nd. And it was just fitting. And, you know, I decided not to do YouTube a YouTube video for this one because, you know, in, in leading up to this episode, I, I just talking about it, uh, shakes my soul and the emotions that are still attached to my father's passing from this vicious fucking disease called ALS. And, you know, I saw the strength of a true human being when my father was told he was going to die, you know, imagine being a son and you're seeing the greatest man you've ever known, accepting the fact that he is going to die. There is nothing, nothing you can do about it, but prepare for the inevitable. And I watched that man tackle mountains in those last eight months of his life that I will never forget. And so, you know, my father always appreciated my ability to talk and my passion for speaking. And 
especially when it comes to stuff that I'm very passionate about, passionate about. So my father, my father blessed me with a lot of life skills that just came flooding back. And, you know, even talking about it right now, Rosalie, you, you've been with me where I'm talking about something of great importance and my ADHD takes over and I get lost and I go in a different direction. And you've always been great with bringing me back to that. Yeah. And I think, um, the, the progress you've made is amazing. And anyone else out there living with ADHD needs to be completely aware and understanding of the fact that it's not necessarily a detriment to them. But that's again, that's for another podcast. But to bring you back, Joey, um, you were, I'd really, really love for you to share with everyone the story of why you called this podcast. That's a good cup of coffee. Yeah, thank you. That's the important topic. The uh, because the emotions behind my father accepting his his reality is tough for me. Again, that's why I couldn't post the video on this one because uh, I promised you I'll do my best to hold my shit together. But anytime I talk about my father, the emotions come. But anyways, yes. The name of the podcast, you guys know from episode number one, I also have a platform called UI We Matter. Mental health really, really matters to me because I've been through some shit and I've known lots of people that have been through some shit. And guess what? We're still here. And when you go through shit and you're still here, you're fucking winning at life. So the name of the podcast, when my dad was diagnosed with ALS. He, he, he always appreciated the, 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 the simplest of things in life, but I'll tell you what my father loved the most. And that was a good cup of coffee. <laughs> Every time I went out to the farm before he was sick and after he was sick, he would say, Joey, make your father and yourself a cup of coffee, please. And I would go over to the Keurig machine and make him a cup of coffee. And he loved that Keurig machine. He thought it was the most fascinating thing in the world. And uh, I'd make us both a cup of coffee and we'd sit down and quote for quote here, word for word, I should say, this is exactly what would happen. I'm about to take, a, for everybody at home, I'm, I'm about to take a sip of coffee. that's a good cup of coffee. <laughs> My father would say that each and every time. And what would follow is something that I didn't realize that would be so meaningful to me after he passed away is when I really understood how meaningful it was, was the conversations that my father and I would have together over a good cup of coffee we would talk about life, work, children, family, goals, failures, highs, lows, all of it over a good cup of coffee. So when it came time to name this podcast, originally it was going to be UI We Matter. But really, the UI We Matter is just my foundation. It's part of who I am. But the name of the podcast for Good Conversation made absolute sense to call it a good cup of coffee. And it's really in honor of my father that every time we get to record one of these, he's there with me, he's there with us. And I know, and I know he's enjoying a good cup of coffee with us. And I think he'd be proud and I think he'd be happy for, for what's happening in my life. And 
the passion I have behind building this brand because my father was everything to me. And ALS took him, took him down hard. I'm sure you all remember the ice bucket challenge back in 2014. Little did did I know or my family know that, you know, within a year from that ice bucket challenge, my father would be diagnosed with ALS and with that, a death sentence. But what I saw my father go through and how he faced his greatest fear was just, I was just in awe. He made sure we laughed and smiled and and, and made sure we were loved every day. Those last eight months with my father, by far, were the best eight months of my life with him. And that's not to say all the other times weren't great, but they were all great. There was no bad times with my father, but those last eight months, they just, they're there. He watched me operate the John Deere tractor while he could only sit on the porch and still sip a coffee with one hand because his other hand wouldn't work anymore. He left, uh, he left a legacy for you, didn't he, Jerry? He, uh, he did. I want to, I wanna, if I may, interrupt you for a second, bring you back to a story that you shared with me and your closest friends and family, but you told me um, about what happened the morning that he passed and you asked him for something. I did, I did, I did. It was uh, Monday morning, December the 14th, 2015. And uh, we knew that morning he was going to pass because the only thing that was keeping him alive was his breathing machine. And uh, it was time to let go. So I got there after my older sister, Virginia, and my sister was in there with him alone. And I asked her if I could have a few minutes alone with him. And she, of course, respected that and let me have that time with my father. And... um you know, leading up to that moment, if I'm going to be transparent and I'm just going to share it with everybody, it's a very intimate um, moment, is that the last time my father actually saw me was a Friday before the Monday that he passed. And he watched my older brother and I have a disagreement in his hospice room. And I walked out a little upset with my brother. It was the stress of everything. My God. I mean, we were all going through hell, but we put him first and rightfully so. He was our father. That's how we were raised. But I was carrying the weight of that, that that's the last time he saw me and I was angry. And then I didn't go back that weekend. I needed to get away. I needed to break free. I needed to, oh my God, everything was becoming heavy. Things were stressful in my life from my career and and what I was building there, future episode topic, not for today. And um, there was a lot going on. So that morning I went in and I said, sorry, dad. And, uh, we had a couple, I had a couple nice words with him. He was sleeping, but somehow I know he was listening. And I said to him, 
I said, Dad, I I need you to give me something. I need you to give me something, Dad. I, I need... I need just half of your work ethic. And I'm telling you guys, he nodded slightly, ever so slightly, as if to say, okay, son, I got you. And uh, you see, somewhere deep down inside of me, I knew what was coming in my life. I was going to need it. And the amazing thing is, he gave it to me. And because of that, I was able to go from stages to trenches and get really uncomfortable in life in order to reinvent my fucking self. I had to rebuild from the ground up, ground zero, without the greatest man in the world, my father. My father never saw my fall. But after my father died, I went dark. Everything went blank. Nothing in life mattered anymore. And um, I didn't... I didn't know I was going to do this right now, but I'm just going to do it because it's actually, it's it's part of the story, right? It's part of what happened. My father died. There was stress all around me in life from my career, from my relationship. Um, I pushed all the good people out of my life. I became selfish. I became um, just a loner. And, um, a social owner, I guess one would call it, right? But I, uh, on on Christmas morning of 2015, I I planned to um, take my life, and I tried, and uh, I'm really happy. My father never taught me how to tie a good knot. I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. But I'll tell you what I learned, folks, in failure of what would have been the greatest mistake ever that you can't come back from. I would have missed out on my grandson. I would have missed out on my children growing up. I would have missed out on this opportunity right now. I, uh, I'm i so grateful for failure because I can tell you right now, I'm so happy I'm here. And the irony of all this is that in my former life, I was in my former life, in my in my career before what I'm doing now, I spoke a lot about suicide because I researched it. I talked to psychologists, I talked to doctors, I talked to people that have attempted suicide, families of people, sorry, families of children that took their lives, um, brothers, sisters. And um, I was around a lot of sadness because of that and you see I, I i know the tools on what to do but what i experienced on christmas morning of 2015 is what it really really feels like to not want to be here and you feel like you don't matter and that you want to go but 
God had another plan for me. My father and my mother, God rest their souls and thank you for watching over me, had another plan for me. And they said, no, you need to go through some shit right now so that you can learn from your mistakes, from your lessons, and you can rise again. After my father's death, after I tried to take my life, I had to reset my mind and I missed so much the conversations I could have with my father over a good cup of coffee. But today, seven plus years later, and his favorite number seven, and I carry his same seven of spades card in my wallet that he carried in his. Now it's in mine. But I... It's good, it's good. Listen, No, this, I just forgot where I was there. That's See, the reality. This, ADHD this is the reality moment. of ADHD. So basically, the grief that you felt and the loss that you felt and everything else you were going through at the time... Um, you know, we can never know what a person's going through. And for, for you to be so open about this and so transparent about this and so honest and authentic, this is why this is important. Um, but yeah, the, the, you're, you're carrying on your father's legacy. You said earlier that during those eight months, he made sure everybody was laughing. He made sure everybody was okay. I've witnessed you do exactly the same, even on your heavy days, even on days when you probably don't feel like it, but you want everyone else to feel good to feel okay to feel that everything's okay and you do that so you're carrying on your father's legacy in more ways than one i appreciate that you know <laughs> listen guys this is the reality of this podcast too is that the conversations can sometimes wave from left to right but that's that's real life and that's my mind but I'll always find my way back for you guys. I promise you that. But I want I want to close off before I go on to the to the next topic, and I'm going to ask you guys for a few more minutes here. I know it's already been 18 and 20 18 minutes 26 seconds now, but just a few more minutes because this is really important to me. I don't want you guys to think, oh, this you know, that that I'm sad that I'm in a bad spot. I'm not. I am in the absolute best place of my life mentally physically um i've never felt better in all areas of my life but you see the lesson that i had to learn from all of this is that really when you're going through the shit when you acknowledge it and you embrace it only then will you truly understand that you really have to go to that place to get to where you want to go. And I'm here to tell you folks that I had to go there to get here. And I worked fucking hard for it. I had to make my choices. I've met some wonderful people in my journey. I've learned some great lessons along the way, some great life tips, but I still had to make the choice, the commitment the sacrifice to get here. And my father blessed me with half of his work ethic. And that's why this podcast is always in memory of him. 
Every time I have a cup of coffee, I think of my father. My father had the ability to change a room's energy just by walking in and the way he was friendly. I absorbed him growing up. So I want to leave this podcast on his legacy that I feel honored to now carry forward. My father was the kindest man one could possibly meet. I'm a little biased for sure. I'm his son, but consistently for 43 years, I watched him make people feel better just by being around them. My father had the ability to lift others up and somehow along the way, I absorbed all of that and all of those lessons that he left me when he passed away have come flooding into my life. All the understanding, all of the blessings from his lessons are coming to fruition. And you know, some people might say, oh, come on, man. You can't be kind all the time. And you know what? It's true. You can't. You can't. It's impossible. But I'll tell you what, you can choose not to be mean to people. No matter what I'm going through, this lady to my right, she never takes it personal. She knows if I'm having a heavy day, that it's not about her. And sometimes it's just saying, let's have a good cup of coffee together and have a good conversation. I think it's, I think it's important as well to acknowledge the simplicity, the importance of the, the simplicity of just saying to someone, let's go get a cup of coffee. That's when conversations happen. That's when friends get together and talk about stuff. That's when you can sit down with someone you trust, someone you know, and everything can flood out and you can have conversations. And that's amazing. And it's just simple. Just, are you okay? Let's go for a coffee. And that's the reality of it. And just opening channels for conversation, communication. And that's what this is all about, folks. Basically, what we're hoping to do with future episodes is just to intrigue your mind, to think about maybe where you're at, maybe something that we're going to talk about will apply to your life or somebody else you know. Listen, we've got some life experience and we're willing to share it. It may help. It may not. But we promise to always be ourselves. We promise to always bring only our best. And if I'm being honest, I tried taping this episode a couple of times and I couldn't do it because talking about my father and ALS and what it did to him um, is tough for me. So I want to I wanna really thank you all for maybe, you know, opening your heart a little bit to ALS and you know, this disease can be cured. But as of today, there is no cure. There are treatments available in the United States of America. Now, I'm not being factual here 100%, but I do remember seeing an article recently that there are some uh, positive things happening with pharmaceuticals in the U.S. But I'm telling you right now, If you know anybody with ALS, if you have a family member 
with ALS, if you have ALS, you're loved, you're thought of, you're cared for. And I promise you this, one day this disease will be cured. Definitely. And a big shout out to ALS Canada, who are doing amazing research work. Yes, um, ALS Canada. Medical provisions, Mm -hmm. ALS Canada. Yeah, ALS Canada basically was able to make sure my father was comfortable right up until the end when he had to go into hospice. So yes, a special thank you to ALS Canada. Without their shared equipment program, uh, people just couldn't afford to rent these beds and the lifts and the wheelchairs. And, you know, I watched my father get onto his electric wheelchair and he was like a kid getting on his big wheel for the first time. It was the cutest thing in the world. But anyways, shout out to you, dad. I love you so, so much. And uh, I wear the name Drex with pride on my hat each and every day. And that's for you. I'm so proud to carry on your legacy of kindness and compassion and empathy and just connecting with people and, you know, choosing to help not hurt. And, uh, those are all the lessons I learned from you and mom, but, uh, you as being the, the man of example in my life for those, for those many years, I'll tell you what, boom, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening again. Um, you've chosen to stay here and listen to us talk about a few things that are very important. So I want to thank all of you and a special shout out to McCabe's Coffee of Wicklow, Ireland, uh, as our uh, first official sponsor. And some of you might be wondering why a coffee company in Ireland would sponsor us. Well, Rosalie's from Ireland. So we'll start with that (laughs) and we will explain more about that and many more things on episode number three in a few days time. Thank you so much, Rosalie. Is there anything you'd like to say? I would just like to say thank you. It's lovely to finally be here. We've waited a long time to do this. I'm very excited. I can't wait to share more things and mind yourself. And mind yourself. (laughs) Anyways, folks, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Always remember that you matter, I matter, and we matter. And until next time, enjoy your Java.